Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. I have a question for you. Oh gosh, here we go. When we're done recording this podcast, where are you going to take me to eat? Oh God, not again, not again. Oh, seriously, has anyone out there ever had this conversation with their wife? Oh, so many times. And it's always the best part is it's always like, hey, what do you, what do you want to eat? Or I'll say, what do you want to eat? And I met with the the normal answer of, I don't care, whatever, you choose, you choose. And my lovely wife will say, you choose every time. And then what seems to happen is I'll name every restaurant in the tri-state area (laughs) and not one of them is going to be the correct choice. Do we even have a tri-state area? No, uh, we we might. I don't even know. But basically, okay, I don't like making those kind of choices. Like, I don't like that decision. Like, if I have to choose the food, I just freeze. Like, I don't want to make that call. I mean, I don't care if it's Taco Bell or McDonald's or Wendy's. It doesn't matter until it does. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, let's just go to Taco Bell. No, I'm not really in the mood for tacos right now. Okay, well, what do you want? Well, you go ahead and just choose. Okay, but I did choose. No, no, I just don't want tacos. You just need to choose something else. Okay, and for a long time, by the way, I would give, I would say, well, let's give, you know, your three top choices. Three top choices. So do you want, you know, Burger King? Do you want like a sit-down restaurant, like on the border? Or do you want Taco Bell? Okay, you go ahead, go. I don't know. Why don't you just pick out of those three? I, I really just, I can't make the choice. Okay, fine. Taco Bell. No, no. You know, I don't really want that. Well, can you just make a decision? And then the down the rabbit hole we go about figuring out where we're going to go, which is why I see so geniusly. Well, I say geniusly, but let me just tell you what it is. I, I don't know how genius it is, but you have one of those spin wheels on uh, that I see floating around social media and you spin it around and it tells you where you're going to eat that night. But the problem is even with three choices that I'm giving, we can't come to a decision on where we're going to go. And I'm going to be honest, what usually happens, we say, you know what, we're just going to eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah, I know that if we had the spin wheel that we would spin the meal. It would tell us where we were going and we'd be like, mm, no, we don't think we're going to do that. And we'd want to re-spin. So I don't even think that would be super helpful for us. Oh, yes. Honestly, this is a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about today, which is decisions, making the right choices for you, your family, and your life. And what really brought me to this idea was I, I just started thinking a little deeper introspectively about making decisions and what is really wrapped around making decisions. And really when I think about it, I think about back to its core where like as a child, you know, you're, you're, you're born into your family and your parents or the world for most of your life is making all of your decisions for you. So, you know, where you're going to go for your play date, where you're going to go to school, what you're going to eat. Um, and you might have, if you have kids, you know, they have things to say about that decisions, those decisions. But The fact is, for almost all of your life until I'd say probably 18. Yeah, I think that's a good, good number. 
Yeah, so I mean, like up until 18, you are kind of told what to do and what you're going to do, and you don't really have to ever make a real decision. I mean, nothing of concrete value. And then one day, and I can't pinpoint a time. I just use the 18th birthday because it's an easy spot where you're supposed to technically be an adult, which is laughable looking back on it in my 30s. (laughs) But when you turn 18, you know, seemingly overnight, you're told that you need to make decisions by yourself. And it starts pretty quickly about like what you're going to do you know, for a job or are you going to go to college or where, what are you going to do with your friends or what, what are you doing even for any simple task? And really overnight, you're, you're shot from your parents telling you or someone telling you what to do to then you having to make decisions all by yourself. Many a times, you know, becoming an adult, that's like one of the most difficult things because all of a sudden, all the pressure and all the anxiety and all the things of making those decisions is put on you. Many times, I think what happens, and and you can see why it happens, is we get to the point where, okay, we need to decide where we're going to go to college or we need to decide a small thing or a big thing. And we just go to our parents and we can almost use our parents as a crutch. Or if it's not parents, then friends. Like We don't want to have to make the decision or decide what we're going to do because we just want to lean on someone else to make that decision for us. Yeah, I the first decision that I really ever had to make was where I was going to go to school. And I mean, I really wanted to just be where you were, but it seemed like the easy way out would just be to go where you were. So I kind of didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to Central with Brandon because I felt like I would be judged for that. So I kind of just waited (laughs) and let that decision happen naturally, I think. But it felt like I shouldn't make that decision or that I would be judged for making that decision so quickly and easily. So I kind of waited until it seemed like I had really thought about it a little bit more, even though I had known all along I was going to school with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I remember, I mean, even thinking back, I mean, it's a pretty, seemed like a pretty easy decision for me because I wanted you to come there, but I'm sure people had opinions on what you were doing and making that choice. And was that the best choice for you or were you just following me? I think in many ways, when you're thinking about making decisions, the hardest part is that people are going to have an opinion on what it is, no matter what it is. And I think as I think back on how you develop this whole thing of moving from being a child and having someone make the decisions for you to being an adult and then having to make those decisions by yourself. But in a lot of ways, when you do become an adult and you start to make those decisions by yourself, you get kind of knocked back down again because people are almost still treating you like you're a child. Just to give an example, I mean, like if you're saying you're going to do anything, anything, And this is like as small as where you're going to eat to as big as what career move you're going to do. If it doesn't line up with the beliefs of someone else, they're going to tell you about it. They're going to say, well, have you thought that through? How is that going to work? Or more bluntly, you know, that's a big, big mistake. And I don't agree with it. And so you're in this cycle where you're just putting your feet on the ground. You're trying to welcome yourself into adulthood. You're trying to make decisions. And as soon as you get out there, very quickly, you figure out that people have something to say about everything you're going to do. And if you're anything like me, once that happens several times, you kind of start to doubt yourself. Like, well, man, if people don't think that I even know how to think this through, let alone make the decision and and go 
and go with that decision that I've just made. Am I just a failure at life? Like, I mean, I didn't really ever think that I was failing at life, but if you don't trust me to make my own decisions at, you know, my young 20s, then how am I ever going to develop and, and make my own mistakes and be my own person? Yeah. And people, people honestly, like, even if you are sitting there and you're pretty confident in the decision that you're going to make, you're like, this is, this is the best decision for me. This is the decision I need to make. When the doubters start talking in your ear, they almost start weighing you down and they make you second guess yourself. It's almost like a multiple choice test when it's like the first answer you come to is the best answer, but then you sit there and you think about it and the longer you think about it, you end up changing it. And it's like, it's so counterproductive because ultimately you're going to make that decision for you and it really doesn't affect anyone else. Like they might have an opinion on it. And sometimes I guess it could in theory affect them, but it doesn't really affect their life as a whole as much as it affects you. I was actually just reading something recently that said that as adults in a single day, we actually make 35,000 decisions. Yes, 35,000 decisions. That is insane. But if you think about it, just pay attention tomorrow morning when you wake up, how quickly you decide how you're going to make decisions. Like you get up in the morning and you're, first of all, you have to figure out the night before, when are you going to set your alarm or when are you going to get up? Then when you get up, what are you going to do? Then when you go out, are you going to make coffee? Then what are you going to wear? And you see people like, you know, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world who are wearing the same t-shirt every day to try to cut down on some of these decisions because it can just weigh you down. And that's just you in your own head. That's before other people are putting in, you know, everything they have to say about what you're doing. And then as a, as a comparison to that, as a kid, as a child, we're only making 3,000 decisions. So 35,000 versus 3,000 decisions. So you see how many decisions that someone's actually making for you from a very young age. So it become very difficult as you get older. And honestly, for me, I mean, I struggled with this. I mean, I, I, used my parents as a crutch. When I was first getting started, I didn't have a clue. Like when we were going to college, I got to college and that first weekend, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with everyone. I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, you're supposed to make friends. People are telling you they want you to go out and do this and do that. And you just don't know you're so out of your element. And when you get to those points and you're out of your element, it is natural to ask someone else for their opinion. But the problem is their opinion is not your opinion. Like you can't just take everything someone else says and move forward with it. Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to anyway. I mean, if you ask two different people about the same situation, you're going to have two different answers. So then whose do you take? I mean, it's just, you have to have your own thoughts and you have to decide ultimately for yourself. But I wanted to go back just for a second on something you said a few minutes ago where you said it really doesn't affect others you know, those choices that you're making most of the time won't affect anybody else, but they still have something to say about it. I know that for us, not so much recently, but it has happened in our past where people think they have um, the right to have an opinion about our finances. How crazy that seems in retrospect, but it did happen, you know, where people in our lives would maybe not necessarily say you're making a dumb financial decision, but you could tell by the way they were acting or we heard it through the grapevine later or whatever the case may be that they had an opinion on on what we were buying or how we were spending our money. And really, unless we're making a decision that is going to mean that I'm coming and knocking on your door later for my mortgage money, why does that matter? How How is that anyone's concern except ours? But we did have that happen. And I think that, I mean, 
you know, we don't do that exact thing, but we're guilty of it too, of course, that, you know, you, you have opinions on every decision somebody's making and, and it's just insane to me that we would even, why do we care what other people are doing and why do we care what other people think about what we're doing? Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm so guilty of it. I mean, you'll, you'll hear people talking about, oh, I never have money for this. I never have money for that. And, and it, it's, it seems to always come back to money when you, when you're really, to me, at least for me personally, when I'm like judging someone, it usually does come back to money, but they're like, I don't have enough money for this, or I can't even do this or that. But then they're going to Starbucks every day and getting a drink for five or $6. Or then they're like complaining about not having any money and then going out to lunch. And it's like, I know I shouldn't care because it's not my money, but it's like at the same time, when you're hearing people talk about it, it can be difficult not to get pulled into that. And it's as big as anything else. I mean, like in the, in today's age, I mean, just look on social media. I mean, you compare yourself to everyone and you compare yourself to everyone who's making decisions and you make your decisions based on that. And I find myself a lot of the times thinking, how does like, how does this person do this and how are they able to do this or go on this vacation or go on this trip? And I have no idea like what it took to do that. And really it doesn't matter what I think as far as what they're going to do. And what will you do with other people's opinions? So it's great to have all that advice and, and ask your mom and talk to your sister and all these things. But how do you process that afterwards? For me, when I was younger, and I know Brandon would tell you this is true, I definitely used my mom and my sister as a crutch. I mean, I wouldn't even want to like buy a t-shirt without knowing he's, he's giving me looks right now, you guys. He's totally giving me looks without being like, I wonder if my mom would like this. And I wonder if my sister thinks this is cool enough. And I just, I mean, I could not decide on anything without feeling like, what would they think? But thankfully, I've matured a little bit since those those years. He's rolling his eyes, so he might not believe that I've matured at all. <laughs> I don't know. No, seriously. I remember it was very early on in me and you dating, and we were at Target. And I remember it very vividly. I have a crazy memory, though, anyway. But we were looking at sunglasses, and I was like, oh, those are really cute. You know, I really like those. You should go ahead and buy those. Nah, I'll just wait. Well, what do you mean you'll just wait? I mean, just buy them. They're $10 sunglasses. Nah, I want to see what my mom and sister think. And there I was like, wow, do I want to be with this woman? No, seriously, though, it's like, it's so crazy. But the biggest thing is like everyone, we know that everyone has opinions. And again, I've kind of touched on this already, but when you're out there, just tell, just go to any random person and just think of something crazy to tell them. It doesn't even have to be that crazy. Just be like, this is my favorite place to eat. And they're going to have an opinion on where their favorite place to eat is. Or this is where I think the best hamburger is or something bigger. Like I really love this show on Netflix and someone's gonna be like, Oh, I can't stand that show. Or I really like this. So you should watch this. And everyone has opinions on everything. And if, when you start to pay attention to it, you definitely realize that even you, and I'm totally guilty of this, have an opinion on everything, everything. And really like Megan was saying is, what are you going to do with people's opinions? Because ultimately you have to make the decision for yourself. Like you can easily keep going on in life and using other people as a crutch and using them to make a decision. But ultimately you can't at the end of the day, blame them for that decision because you're the one who wouldn't make the decision and force them to do it for you. Yeah, for sure. And then like if on a deeper level, I guess 
you know, on those big decisions, big life decisions, not, not where are we eating and what our favorite restaurant is, but the big things, are you strong enough really to drown out the voices when people are, are saying you can't do something or that you won't succeed? Because that stuff happens really and truly. There are people that even if they don't say the words, you can't do it, that's how they come off. And I'm sure I've done that to somebody in my life too. I'm not saying that I haven't, but in the way that we act and the way that we respond, I think that we tell people all the time, you can't do that. You're never going to pull that off. And we have to be strong enough to say, no, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. And here's why I don't really care what you have to think about it right this second. Yeah. And people that do that as well. I mean, they're very quick to tell you they told you so. If it doesn't go out, go forward exactly how you would have hoped it went because that's life and life really doesn't always happen exactly how we would like it. But then they're real quick to be negative and say like, basically, I told you so. And I mean, they're not coming out and saying that, but they're like, oh, oh, is it? how did that work out? You know, and it's like, you know, I'm an adult and I have the right to make my own decisions. And ultimately you just got to be strong enough. Like Megan's saying to, to drown out the other people and stand and stand by what you're deciding to do. And ultimately with making decisions, there's always going to be pros and cons to every decision you make. I mean, ultimately if I decide, for example, if I decide to go on a trip and I say, you know, I really want to go to this leadership conference, Megan. And she's like, okay, that's, that's great. You can go. And I'm gone for a handful of days. I might have the greatest experience at that conference and I might learn a lot, but I also won't get any time to spend with my family here. I won't get any time to do the work that I need to be doing at my job. I mean, with every decision, there are going to be positives and negatives to it. And you got to factor that in when you're thinking about what you're going to do. And you got to think that through because, you know, they, they you just have to know that if you're doing one thing, you're going to be missing out on something else. Yep. And I think the biggest thing that we've realized with and in respect to kids, especially related to pros and cons, um, is just for us, our family lives in Michigan and we have made the decision that we are not going to travel very often to Michigan because it's really hard on our kids. They're just creatures of habit. They don't uh, they don't do as well. We don't feel when they're away from home, away from their beds, they don't have their own bedrooms. So we really limit the amount that we go back home to Michigan. And while we know that that's the best thing for our family and we stand by our decision all day, every day, we also realize that there's a big con in that, that we don't get to see those people and our kids don't get to see those people who aren't able to come to North Carolina to see us. So it's great that, you know, my mom and my stepdad and my sister make the trip so often. Brandon has family members that do too, but we also have a lot of family that that probably will never make it to North Carolina. And we know that by limiting our, our travel to Michigan, that we're also limiting the amount of times that our kids will be able to see those family members. Yeah. I mean, I remember one particular time where we had taken the kids and they were just terrible the whole time. Like they're just out of their routine. And honestly, we all know what travel's like. I mean, no matter if you're driving or flying, it's just a tumultuous experience anyway. And I mean, it is a blessing to be able to see everyone, but also it's very difficult the whole time. And I think our family has been really good at understanding that like we, it is a huge effort to get our kids to do that. And there was one time in particular where like the kids had just had a terrible time. We got delayed. There was all these problems. And like me and Meg just kind of looked at each other and like, what are we doing? Like, I don't even know if we said it out loud or not, but it's just like, what are we doing? 
Why are we, like, are we gluttons for punishment? I have no idea why we're continuing to choose to do this because honestly, the the blessing was kind of outweighed by all the drama and things we had to deal with. And then like even getting back from trips, you have to get your kids back into a routine and it's, it's very challenging. I think the hardest thing though, is we, we kind of let fear consume almost all of our decisions, especially when we're talking about big decisions. And there's plenty of times in my life, even now where I just let the fear of the unknown or like the fear of what might happen or what people might say dictate how I'm going to do something or if I'm going to do something. And me and Megan are actually really good at like, I think at like bouncing those ideas off each other. And like, we're really not afraid as like a couple to say, this is what I'm thinking. And I, and I think I might really like to do this. And I mean, obviously we'll take the partner's feedback, but that's an important thing too, because you don't want to be completely consumed by fear Because not making a decision is making the decision. By not doing it, you're not progressing. And that's why a lot of us remain stuck in what we're doing because we don't want to make the decision to do something else. And honestly, many mistakes, even if you make the wrong decision, they can be fixed. They can be fixed. They're not things that like, okay, for example... When me and Megan were first getting married, we made the decision very early on within the first month of getting married that we were going to move all of our stuff and everything we've ever known and move to Dallas, Texas. Okay. That decision was a huge, huge life decision. And I think back on it as such, it, it, it still is a huge defining moment for us as a couple and as individual people. But when we got there, we did not like it. We had some family there and we really loved being around them, but it just was not for us. Things did not work out the way we wanted them to. And guess what we did? After 14 months, we moved again. We just said, you know what? It was a big decision. We spent a lot of money to move. It's not right for us. We could have sat there for years and years and years being miserable and ultimately leading to who knows what. But we said, you know what? Yeah, it's crazy, but we're just going to move again. Yeah. And the coolest thing about that, honestly, is that when we moved again, we didn't move back home. We didn't go to where we came from. We had um, been, because of that experience, we were now brave enough to go somewhere new. And that was so cool that we were able to take that mistake. I mean, I, you know, was it a mistake? I don't know. That learning experience and, (laughs) and do something totally, again, outside of our comfort zone. But we didn't let that, that negative experience from Texas keep us from going somewhere new and trying again. We just got right back up and moved on and started over someplace else. Yeah. And I didn't even think about until you were just talking about that. Like when, when we left Texas, like we were there, like I said, for 14 months. And when we left, you had quit your job. Like talk about two humongous decisions. You quit your job. I left my job and we moved and we had like really no plan I mean, we did have, Megan did have, we'll say, she had a job lined up here in North Carolina. But really, other than that, talk about some of the biggest decisions ever. And I'm sure a lot of people looking from the outside thought that was the craziest thing ever. But I can point to it now as a defining moment in my life, in my life with me and Megan as a couple, and in my life individually, that I had the power, and I had the strength, and I fought through the fear, and I did it. I did it. We did it together and no one can take that away. That decision 
and honestly, the growth, you can't even calculate the amount of growth and growing up we had to do during that time. I mean, talk about making decisions. Like Meg said, is was it the right decision? I don't know, but it was the decision we made. And sometimes there isn't, by the way, a right or wrong decision. Sometimes there's just a decision and you just have to make one. There's not a right or wrong. Like, do I quit my job or not quit my job? Do I move to this house or buy this house or do I not? by this house? Do I move across the country or not? There's there's not always like a right or wrong decision. Sometimes there's just a trajectory of your life that you have to just make a decision and you have to do something because otherwise you're just standing on the shore looking across some deep abyss of water and you're never going to dip your toe in. Yeah, I, I love that. That's 100% true. I really do feel like you've got something there. We do have to make decisions. And the other thing I'll add to that is that you just got to go with your gut. I mean, sometimes you can do all the thinking in the world and you're going to just come back to that first initial gut reaction and and gut decision that, you know, I have to make the decision now. I'm just going to go with how I feel. There's no amount of writing down the pros and cons that's going to help me. There's no amount of talking to mom, dad, and everyone I've ever met that's going to help me. I just need to go with how I feel. And will that be a mistake? Maybe, maybe not. It it could really go either way, but at least you've been brave enough to make the choice and, and stick with it. Yeah. And ultimately, I mean, even a good decision can hurt. I mean, like we were talking about with going to Michigan, like it's a good decision for us and our family not to do that, but it does hurt not to be able to see people. There's plenty of people like most of my family that we grew up with. We spent many a time with our cousins and extended family and we rarely get to see them at all. So it does hurt. I mean, it is a difficult decision not to go, but also it's the right decision for our family. So, but the point is, I mean, good decision or bad decision, it's still going to bring out some emotions in you. And that's just what it is. Going back to the multiple choice in school, oftentimes the first decision is the best decision you can make. But honestly, like Megan was recently asking me, like, what are you like, what, what do you think about like making a decision? Like, what is like, what's the best way to make a decision? Wow. That's a loaded question. What's the best way to make a decision? Well, if you're talking about fast food, you just decide, <laughs> first of all, but because uh, it's just food and you move on with your life. If you're making a big decision, though, ultimately, yes, you can have your pros and cons list, but I'm going to tell you right now, I operate heavily on my gut. If it feels wrong, I don't do it. If it feels right, I do it. And honestly, I'd rather make the decision and have it be wrong and learn something from it than do nothing at all. Because honestly, sitting there doing nothing at all is never going to help. And one other thing I did want to add is that, yes, we do go on our gut, but we also do rely on God. I know that Brandon prays about big decisions and I pray about big decisions. I'm not really praying about, you know, Taco Bell or McDonald's. But when things when things need to be really thought out and thought through more than just a gut reaction, you know, we, we do lean on our faith and lean on God and definitely lean on each other as well to make those decisions that are going to be best for us and our whole family too. Yeah, that's totally right. I mean, we do, we do, you know, obviously we do rely on God to make decisions and what we're doing, but I mean, really the biggest thing is at the end of the day, you need to make the best decision for yourself and your family when you have one. When me and Megan were making decisions as a married couple, or now that we're making decisions that we have kids, we're making what we believe is the best decision for us as a married couple and our family. Is everyone always going to agree with that? No. Is everyone going to give advice on that? Yes. We invite that advice and we'll take it into consideration. 
But ultimately, we are going to make the best decision for us, for our family, in whatever situation it is. And we're not going to let the advice of other people or how they're going to think about it or what they're going to think dictate what we do with our life and our kids. But seriously, it's one o'clock and you haven't fed me yet. So where are we going to eat? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Here we go, guys. Please help me. (laughs) Hey, thanks for tuning in another show of Fools in Love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools in Love podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.